Hey, and welcome to another episode of When Women Speak with Shirley Kay, and I am your host, Shirley King. The When Women Speak with Shirley Kay podcast is sponsored by Life on Power and the brand, What If She Knew She Was Powerful? And you know what I'm about to say. Here we go again. We have nothing but fire guests. We got another fire guest. Bridget Moody. I wait, just wait until she begins talking. She has so much wisdom and so much experience with over 30 years in business and administrative assistance. And she has a heart for what? Me and you people. It is her life's work. Bridget, welcome to When Women Speak with Shirley Kay. Thank you, Shirley. I'm so excited to be here. It's an awesome, awesome, awesome opportunity. And I'm just, I'm ready to converse. <laughs> you understand what I'm talking about in just two seconds when women speak audience. So Bridget, let's get started. Let's do it. What does it mean for you when you hear the statement, find her voice? Oh, wow. You know, um, that's, you know, that's the thing that's important. And I, and I say to people all the time, I'm, I'm a visionary. And so I talk a lot about vision and that's also your vision and your voice kind of go together. And so that's really discovering who you are, right? Being able to express yourself authentically and confidently. You know, when you got, when you got confidence, you can also have confidence, meaning you can walk into any room, share what you need to share, say what you need to say, be able to articulate it. Um, because this is the thing, our articulation and our demonstration needs to add up and flow together so there can be manifestation. So Rewind, you got to say that again. Articulation, <laughs> say it again. Articulation and dem our demonstration need to flow together so that there can be manifestation. Mm -hmm. So this is what oftentimes happens. We talk a good game. You know, we good. We, we get our articulation together. We're flowing and, and we're doing our thing. But then there's no demonstration. And then we wonder why at the end of the year, there's no manifestation. So it's important that you and that and that sometimes happens because we really don't know our voice. We're actually speaking. We are articulating something we borrowed from someone else. It's not our own authentic vision or our own authentic voice. And so it's important that those two things are authentic and unique to you. And that's going to help you to have some confidence in your communication and what it is that you do as an entrepreneur, as a woman, um, and just in your life, you know, and so it's important that those, those things match up. Your vision and your voice. So when you said that and you talked about articulation and demonstration, right? And mm -hmm. how it gets to the point where it manifests. Yeah. Well, Bridget, if you don't have a vision, then it's going to be hard for your voice to line up with what you Absolutely. want to manifest. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I tell people all the time, if it's not written, you know, Habakkuk 2 and 2 is, is there for a reason. Right. And so there's a reason why we need to write the vision. If we don't write it, number one, there can't be any readers. And if there can't be any readers, there can't be any runners. You know what I'm saying? And so so if you don't have a vision written, if it's not documented, it's not written down, it doesn't exist. You know, vision is just like real estate. Real estate is location, location, location. Vision is documentation, documentation, documentation. So if you don't if you don't document it, you can't review it. You can't, you can't tweak it. 
you know, you can't you can't go and and then reimagine. You can't do anything with it because it's not run down and it gets distorted. It gets derailed when you're only speaking it, you know, and and so it gets diluted. And so it's important that your vision is documented and that you know that vision because it's normally tied nine times out of 10, it's tied to your purpose and your calling. And so sometimes people get that mixed up. And so therefore they don't have a voice because they're not clear about what their vision is. And they don't have the courage to even articulate it at that point. So, you know, that 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 all ties into you being able to really, you know, find your voice and, and have the courage and the confidence to speak up and stand up for what it is that you know God's given you to do. Y'all know y'all need your journal and pen, right? <laughs> we, we don't have guests, but you don't need your journal and your pen. Like we, we, those, these little quiet little two, three seconds, you hear me? I'm writing. I don't know about y'all, but I am writing. Bridget, before I go to the next question, I, I have to lament on this. What I wrote down is only speaking instead of writing would dilute your vision. Now, yes, we talked about earlier that having a vision is aligned with your voice. So mm -hmm. if you not don't have a vision and you don't have it written down, then ultimately your voice is diluted. Absolutely. Absolutely. Your voice is silenced because when you start to speak, and here's the thing, when you start to speak and you're not clear about what your vision is, it's it's not, I mean, you, it needs to really be a part of your DNA. When you're not clear about what your vision is, it's hard for you to draw people in. It's hard for you to maintain their attention. And it's hard for you to speak confidently and attract people for what it is that you want to do. And so if you're out there and you are struggling with this, or if you're just starting a business, I would encourage you to pump the brakes and make sure your vision is clear and make sure that you understand what your purpose is and your calling that's tied to that. Because when that is authentically known and when that is clear and there's clarity there, I'm telling you, you can walk into any room and you can talk about what you, because your passion is going to ooze out of you when, when it's tight. You know, I was telling the young person, if in fact you have to take, um, you know, a week or two to put a presentation together about your vision, nine times out of 10, that might not be your vision. It might be somebody else's vision. Ooh. Because when you're trying to dress up somebody else, see, it's not, I'll use this analogy. You you know what size you wear, you know what clothes fit you, know, you know what type, type of clothes fit you. But if you're trying to put on somebody else's clothes, right, you're trying to wear somebody else's garments, you, you're going to have to have some time to kind of make sure those things flow together because it may be a little too tight in the waist, it may be a little too big in the hips, you know, <laughs> around the collarbone, may be a little big and loose. It's not going to fit right. It's not tailored for you. So you may even have to make some alterations so that's what ends up happening we alter somebody else's vision and it doesn't work you got to have your own and i don't care every vision is unique to that visionary it's unique to you and nine times out of ten god's going to give you what it is he's purposed you to do in the earth he's going to give you somebody else's vision he's going to give you the vision that he knows you were created to carry Absolutely. out you have the you have the ability you have the the capability the capacity to carry out what it is that God gave you to do, nobody else, you. So it's unique to you. Your authentic vision. And we've talked about this, um, which is what we talk about all the time, audience, yes. is that um, being authentic. 
And uh, being authentic, not is our voice can't be authentic if we're not authentic. We're not authentic if we haven't discovered our purpose. We're not authentic mm-hmm. if we're not passionate about something that's yeah. authentic to us and that and not something that someone else created that sounds good that Absolutely. we become attached to because there's no authenticity attached to it. Absolutely. Oh, audience, I'm you, you know. <laughs> This is just question one, audience. This is just the first discussion. But you already know. We only bring fire to you. We already know. It can singe all the things that you don't need. And so that all the other things that you do need, we pour water on so that you can begin to grow those things. That's how we do it here. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you, Bridget. Yes, ma'am. We're talking about finding her voice. And we we talk about that because at some point we had to find our voice. Mm-hmm. So Bridget, can you share a time when you were voiceless? Can you share a voiceless experience that you have had on the way to vision and finding your voice? Or even well, you why you find it, because sometimes you don't found yeah. it and you still yeah. find yourself in the middle Absolutely. of that. Absolutely. And, and you can mm-hmm. become voiceless after you you found and understand clearly what your vision is. And this kind of happened both ways for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'll tell you two different instances. One of the one of the things that that will kind of lead to voicelessness is pain. Um, when you're going through a season of pain, um, some years back, I was going through a divorce. It was difficult to find my voice and 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 really be able to uh, have the courage to speak up authentically about where I was, you know, because oftentimes when you're in leadership and you're up before people and there's a certain, you know, persona that is uh, projected, uh, when you're going through the pain, it's, 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 it's a place that you have to navigate very, very, very carefully um, because you don't want to then, you know, spill out things that you don't want to actually have to just really, you know, explain and deal with and go through. So that's one time that um, felt like I was voiceless. I was, I was talking, I was singing, I was praising, I was worshiping. I was, you know, I was showing up, doing my job. But at the same time, I felt like my voice was not being heard. And mm. I felt like my prayers were not being heard because the situation continued on for such a, a period of time. And, you know, you just get you get weary and then depression sets in. So that's another time I think that um, and, and one of the things that helped me was journaling because I couldn't audibly. I didn't feel audibly like I had a voice, but internally I had to use my in my internal voice um, to get those things out, you know, to, to make sure that I wasn't mm-hmm. harboring the feelings while mm-hmm. going through the pain. And mm-hmm. then another time I felt voiceless was when I went through a season of grief. And so these are areas that I don't care how strong of a person you are, um, you know, they can they can take you and just really just, you know, sweep you off your feet. And uh, so those were some times. And so those are times when you really have to make sure that you have a method and you have an outlet to help you to some way express yourself, um, because it's all about being able to express uh, your your needs, your feelings, your thoughts, your opinions mm-hmm. uh, and things of those natures. And then the other the, the other thing I would want your audience to consider when it comes to voices, sometimes we feel voiceless when we don't have the adequate resources mm-hmm. uh, to do the things that we desire to do. And that that's not always money. Sometimes mm-hmm. resources is people. You don't feel like you have the support. You know, you're in it by yourself and you're trying to do it. You know, you're trying to be, you know, um, 
the 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 baker, the candlestick maker, everybody, you know, mm -hmm. all in one. You mm -hmm. don't have the resources you need. So those are other times. And so there may be people out there that fall into one of those categories. Either yes. you feel like, you know, you don't have the resources or you're just not able to really, you know, share your feelings and your thoughts about where you are. And at the end of that, you said um, having a method and an outlet. Mm -hmm. um, you talked about grief. You talked yes. about going through pain. And then you mm -hmm. talked about not having resources. Mm -hmm. So, you know, as we have these conversations every week, season after season of When Women Speak, you know, and we talk about finding, leading, and voice in the voices experiences. What I want to make sure you also know is that that doesn't mean that you're always going to feel like your That's voice right. is strong enough to even share. I mean, that's it's right. okay to have those voiceless seasons because that's the human part of us. That's the yes, humanity yes. part of us that because Absolutely. we can't handle everything at one time, we, have right. to, we will have to choose sometimes. And sometimes it will be stepping back, giving ourselves time to heal and using mm -hmm. that outlet um, and whatever method that we're using to still share our voice. Because um, going back to journals, which is why I absolutely believe in a journal, going back absolutely. to journals 10 years ago, five years ago, seven years ago, number one, seeing my growth. Number two, seeing yes. how I handle pain that's familiar now. Number yes. three, not only how I handled that pain and that grief, but making sure that this time I don't create any type of agreements based on that pain and grief because mm -hmm. oh i was here before this is how yeah. we handled it absolutely. it'll work again yes absolutely absolutely and may i parenthetically insert here is that it's okay to prioritize um when you're going through a voiceless season mm -hmm. you know when you feel like your voice has been muted or your 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 volume's been turned down Ooh. um and some of that impacts in my case it impacted me and my children mm -hmm. so it, it was important that i prioritize them because I, I was going through, but not only was I going through, they were going through as well. So I had to utilize the voice I did have, right, to prioritize my children. And so sometimes we feel like we have to maintain the same level of mm. prioritization and, mm. you know, capacity in every area where if it's an area that you've been muted or you feel like your volume has been turned down, then prioritize where you know you're going to have an impact. Ooh. Yeah. Prioritize where you know you're going to have an impact. Did you write that down? <laughs> oh, thank you, Bridget. This is good. Yes, yes, yes. We have to prioritize because oftentimes, it, it, you know, when we go through, especially as women, because we wear so many hats and, and you know, and, and later on in life, I, I've had conversations with my adult children about those times and, you know, they were experiencing what they were feeling and what they were doing. And they were like, mom, we didn't know certain things because you protected us. And so to me, that was important because it kept their feelings about the other side of the situation pure, you know, and it just helps you while you, you while you're in pain you're also helping to band-aid someone else's pain and to keep them from bleeding and to keep them from being in the same level of pain that you are and so we have to learn how to navigate that and so that was one of those seasons where I didn't realize that prioritizing them was as important now there were some things that were missed in the midst of that but at the same time I think the part that was most important was prioritizing them their feelings in the situation uh, and how it impacted them so I I would definitely encourage you know anybody that may be dealing with a situation where they're having to juggle and trying to figure out what to balance prioritize where you're going to have the most impact 
I love that. Absolutely love yeah. that. You still have it. Use it where it's most needed. Don't try to yes. use it everywhere before the grief, before the pain, before whatever it is. Use it just where exactly is needed, where you're going to have that impact. I love mm-hmm. that. And this is where I like to pause a little bit, Bridget, so we can talk about um, women in their voices. Yes. And so, Bridget, why should the voices of women in their values even matter? Well, you know, women, we are, we're the backbone of the family. We're the backbone of society, our communities. We're backbones of the church. Uh, in most corporations, there are more women than there are men. Um, we bring important perspectives to things. We we have a level of detail. We see things through a different set of eyes. Um, and God made us that way. He made us that way. Uh, and there's a different, we just bring something different to an environment. When we walk into a room, when we come into spaces, uh, especially if you are a professional woman, you are a business woman, you bring a different level of candor into the room. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's important, you know, we, we just, our essential roles in the home, you know, in, in, in the workplace, in the community, we're, we're doing all the things behind the scenes, you know, and I often, when I said, Lord Jesus, if the men had to do some of the things we do, where would we be? I mean, what would life really be like? Because, you know, we can be doing laundry, we can be cooking and cleaning all at the same time and had a computer up, you know, doing a podcast or whatever, all at the same time. You know, all at the same time. You know, have a whole meal in the crock pot, <laughs> cornbread in the oven, you know, and then have a pie baking, you know, because the pie, the pie going to take an hour to hour and 15 minutes. You know, you got the cornbread going to take 25 minutes. But, you know, we can be doing it all and then get online and do a 15 minute live, a 20 minute live, you know, shut that down. <laughs> <laughs> done 12 things in an hour, you know. And so, you know, the men they got the, you know, they got to meditate, meditate, they got to calculate, you know, all of this. And so we just have a different way of approaching things. And, you know, um, we, we're resilient, you know. So I think for that reason alone, it, it it really is important that our voices are heard, that we're valued and that we're respected for what we bring to the table. Now, it may not always be conducive for the situation, mm-hmm. but hear us out, because I think we bring perspectives that are sometimes not, you know, necessarily seen, you know, so mm-hmm. yeah. that different mm-hmm. level of candor. Bridget, thank you for breaking it down to the one hour pie setting. You broke it down, but you're right. That's how calculating we are. So in this 60 minutes, I can break that down to the the seven minutes it takes between putting the the clothes in the dryer and it drying at seven minutes. I can go ahead and do some pre-work for the the food that's going to be going in the oven. Like that's how we think. That's how we calculate. Absolutely. And yep. wash the dishes, you know, because yeah. you um, <laughs> don't even look like you've been in the kitchen for an hour. Mm-hmm. Right, 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 right. And you know, when men go in the kitchen, it's so, oh God. When I was married, oh my God, when my husband would cook the entire kitchen, it's like every pot and pan would be used. I kid you not. Every spice, just like you have to use the entire kitchen to cook a meal. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, dishes everywhere. You got dishes in the sink, dishes in the dishwasher. You got 12 pots across the counter on the stove. It's just, we think more methodically, you know, we think more processed, you know, and clean as you go. Oh my God. I'm like, I just can't do it. 
That's exactly where process. That's exactly yes, how we absolutely. think. We think process, which is why I will. You, I haven't said it in a few in a few episodes, audience. So um, I got to say it now. That 2021 survey by McKinsey that said that those companies that thrive more were making more financially. Their board included at least 30 percent women. Mm-hmm. When they included them on the board, they financially, they were thriving more. Mm-hmm. Yep. And and I actually I meant to look at the twenty two numbers, the twenty twenty two numbers. So I'm you know I'm gonna have another number because I do need to give you data. Because there's a reason why we have this show. It's not just because we want to talk about how great women are, how yeah. how our voices need to be heard. You know, there is yeah. some science behind it. There's some truth behind Absolutely. it. And Absolutely. um in and if we really want the talent, you know, in our workplace, the relationships that actually um, are healing relationships, they're healthy relationships. Absolutely. And women have voices that should Absolutely. be heard. Absolutely. 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 And with that, you know, we, we think management. And so management is about the science and the art of a process and how you lay that out, how you work that out. You know, it's just like, I have three children, two sons and a daughter. All three of them are different. So I had to be very calculating about who I gave a, 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 an assignment to, because if I gave one assignment to one, I knew they weren't going to carry it out because that wasn't their character. That's just, mm. you know, when they make up, you know, so you have to be really careful about even in our businesses, even in, you know, in, in our communities, make sure that you take the time to determine who has the right skill set to do the right functionality, who has the right capacity to do the right work. So you want to make sure you got the right person in the right place doing the right thing at the right time. And so that's that's our calculating thinking process, process procedurally thinking. Mm-hmm. And so those those things are important. And that's how we're innovative. We're creative like that so that we can get what broke productivity, because at, at the end of the day, you know, a lot of times men look at the big picture, but we're looking at results. So how am I going to get results? So that's where that productivity comes in. You just, again, she broke it down. She broke it down. So this is probably going to be one of those episodes that I'm going to suggest that you just kind of probably save and go back to every now and again. Yeah, that's what I think, audience. So let's get to it. Bridget, can you share an experience of leading with your voice? Sure. So one of the things that when I determined that what my gift was, um, that meant I had to take the opportunity to really hone in on developing my skills around my gift. That in in turn was going to increase the power of my words. It was gonna help me to better influence, better motivate and be able to speak with authority. And so when I discovered my gift, then I took the opportunity to then marry my education, right? My academics with my calling and my gifting that increased my ability to be able to lead with my voice. Because when you're in a room and you know what you're talking about, it makes a difference. You can speak with confidence. 
Not only that, you can speak with authority and, and not be mean. You can have a, 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 a level of respect and empathy for people, whatever level they are, because you understand your gift, your calling, and then you understand how to thereby then articulate that and lead with your voice. And so that helps you to have influence. It helps you to have impact. And it helps you to increase the ability to draw people uh, based on what it is that you do, because that that gives you it gives you another level of capacity. I put it that way. Mm -hmm. um, so leading with your voice means you are leading with a level of skill. You're leading mm -hmm. with a level of power and influence and you're able to motivate. You're able to encourage. You're able to inspire. And so when I determined that and I began to walk in that, uh, it led me to doing something that I was like, I, don't, I ain't seen nobody doing this. When I started doing, uh, I have an outreach, well, conference and workshop that I do called uh, pen to paper. And so pen to paper is about really literally helping people to write down, put on paper, stop trying to do it in your head, get it on paper. Because mm -hmm. when you write things down, number Ooh. one, you're, you're more inclined to remember what you've written. Yes. Uh, it's going to stick with you. You're going to be able to recall it right? Going to be able yes. to review it. Um, not only that, it's also not just what's in your head that you're writing down, but also what's, what's in your spirit begins to come out yes. and, it, mm -hmm. and, it, and it gets to paper. Then you're able to really see what it is that your vision is or your purpose is, and you're able to then extract things from that. And mm -hmm. so when I started doing this, the very first time that I had a client to call me and I knew for sure that I was in my vein, uh -huh. they had four projects that were happening in less than six months. And normally, you know, for one project, you need to start nine to 12 months out. Well, they had four projects, major projects that included, uh, they had one group, one, one project that included 250 plus people. They had another one that included 500 plus people. Then they had this uh, major production that was happening. All of this was in the same time. I think they called me in March. The event was happening in July. Mm -hmm. Then they turned around and they had um, a full color a commemorative uh, book that needed mm -hmm. to be done with ads and all that stuff. You know what kind of time that requires. Yes. So when I was able to work with this particular client, get all four of those projects done by the deadline and within budget, I said, okay, God, I, I hear you. There you, you know? go. And so there, that let me know I had a voice in that area. Yeah. And so that's, those are the things we have to watch. And sometimes we're trying to do the things that create, uh, you know, issues for us, difficulty in doing them. Do the things that you can do with ease. Make sure that you're paying attention to the things you can do with ease, because the things you're doing with ease with the least amount of effort are normally the things that are going to allow your voice to come. It's going to turn the volume up on your voice. Yeah. You come, you come off a of mute at that point, you know. <laughs> And so it helps you to really have that level. So it had, it really helps you to have that level of influence and, you know, motivate. And, and, and I'm telling you, because of that experience, I had their, I had their attention. Um, I, my voice was the voice they listened to, you mm -hmm. know? And so it just taught me so much in that one thing. And so I took the time, I said, okay, God, I need to really dive into this and find out what it is that I need to do. And so I began pen to paper at that point and I took it across the country um, for about three years. And so now it only happens in Dallas, but doing, but as I was doing that, 
Yeah. God was giving me, he was turning up the volume on my voice. Uh-huh. Right. And, and so if I hadn't tapped into that, I wouldn't have known that I had a voice in that area. And so he was, he was leading me to help others determine their purpose and their calling and to find their space. Cause a lot of people are just existing. They're not living. And when you have a voice, you can live because you know, when who you, you have are. a voice, you can live, mm-hmm. you know, when you got a voice, you can live and, and you can live out loud. Right. And you be confident about who you are and what it is that you've authentically been given to do. So, yeah, that 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 that's the thing. Pay attention to the things that you can do with ease. She just said that twice. And it's a simple paragraph in simple words, but it will allow you to um, amplify your voice in so many ways. Absolutely. Do the things that you can do with ease. You know, one of the tricks of the enemy is. The things that we can do so easy, we don't value as much. There you go. Now, that's good. Now, I got it right. (laughs) Anybody can do that because it's so easy for you. But in all reality, no anyone can do that. It's easy for you. And yep. because it's so easy, we we have the, uh, the, the, the opportunity not to value it as much. And Absolutely. we all, I mean, I, we all have been culprits in that, not valuing what yes. we can do so easy. That's why we have to find it. If we already Absolutely. knew it, we wouldn't have to find it. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And you're right. We oftentimes look over the thing that we do with ease. You know, some people can sit down and make these beautiful bowls and stuff. Girl, I'm struggling for two hours trying to get a bowl to look right. That ain't my area, you know. But then you have that gift of, you know, that artistic gift, that crafting gift. Now, I do crochet and that kind of stuff. But some of this other stuff, making wreaths, all these beautiful things. I'm like, honey, I got to look at two, 12, two or 12 tutorials. I got to rewind it and look at it again. And I'm just, look, this too much going on. And so people look over that. But, you know, when you take the time to tap into those things, I don't care if it's canned apples, freeze cups, cookies, muffins. If you do it with ease and you do it well, honey, do it. you better tap into that. Do, do it. it. Yeah. Do it. Mm-hmm. Do it. We were talking prior to the show, though, and um, to actually coming on, and and we, we were talking about those things that you do with ease. Those mm-hmm. are the things that you use to invest into Absolutely. your purpose. Absolutely. So you might not say, "Well, my purpose is not to make candy, you know, um, apple candy apples," but mm-hmm. you do it with ease, and everyone loves it. Use yeah. it so Absolutely. that you can invest into that thing that you really want there to invest go. in. That's it. That's it. That's it. Absolutely. Have you all discovered we having a lot of fun today? Like we have fun every show, but I think we just having some like over over the hill fun today. Yes, mm-hmm. over the top fun today. Yeah, over the over the top fun today. Mm-hmm. This is one of my fave questions. Yes, I hear you, audience. She says it all the time, but it's still true. The statement, Bridget, leaving with your voice, it conveys so many things. But Bridget, mm-hmm. what does the phrase "leaving with your voice" convey for you? Well, I think whenever, when I think about that particular phrase, uh, I think about it doesn't matter what room you go into. It doesn't matter what company you go into. It doesn't matter what um, conference, aggregation or whatever. Take your voice, your authenticity, wherever you go, you go in with that, you lead in with it and you lead out with it. And sometimes when we go into different rooms, we allow those rooms to infiltrate us and infiltrate our spirit and make us think that we're not in the right place. We're not doing the right thing or what we said was not impactful. What we said was not, um, 
you know, we didn't get, there's no influence in what we're, we're, we're saying. Um, but you got to know, and that goes back to knowing what your voice is, right? Um, leaving with your voice means also that you leave with your health, your head held high with a level of uh, respect for yourself, resilience. You know, when you walk out of that particular room, situation or whatever, I don't care, you know, what I've gone through. One of the things is I've, I've made it a point to determine where do I have peace in a situation? Because if I can leave that situation with peace, I leave with my voice. Peace. Right? I leave with my voice. We may not agree, right? We may not be on the same page, but I leave with peace about that situation. And, and so ultimately, it's a reminder of the importance of making sure that your voice is heard and it's heard with clarity, right? And that your opinions and your experiences are valued in what it is that you are sharing. And so that's the piece I think we have to really hone in on. What, Whenever you leave in a situation, whether it's corporate, whether it's personal, uh, whether it's a partnership, whatever that is, uh, whatever the situation is, are you leaving that situation with peace? You peace. You, you have a piece about what you shared. You have a piece about what you said or what you say. And you have a piece about the circumstances and the situation and or the relationship for that matter. If you leave, you can leave that with peace and still leave with your voice of authenticity and um, a level of encouragement. And you still have the ability to motivate and inspire. Yeah, that's where you place the value. I heard that our peace matters. Your peace matters. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because people are going to have opinions. I don't care what you do. You know, they're going to have opinions. Uh, People are going to have things that, you know, um, some are going to agree, some are not. But you got to be sure. Mm -hmm. As my grandmama used to say, that your anchor holds and grips (laughs) a solid rock. Yeah. You got to be sure. So you got to know you. That's the most important thing. You have to know who you are and be confident about the voice that God has given you. And when you find that, tap into that, stay with that. Don't don't leave that particular, don't turn your volume down. Don't change the tone of your voice. Don't inflect it. You know what I'm saying? Stay where you are because that everybody has a different, everybody's voice is different. And that's for a reason. Different cadence. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's for a reason. God mm-hmm. didn't give any of us, you know, somebody may sound similar to me. You know, people are telling me my daughter sounds similar to me, but she still has her own voice. Absolutely. You know, so we all have our own voice and we have to make sure that we we remember that we are uniquely created. And I tell people all the time, There's, there, there will never be another Bridget Moody. When he, when he made me, he broke them all. Ain't the one me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have to walk in that. You got you to, to walk know that, that walk in that, and know that with yeah. everything. Mm-hmm. Yes, you got to have that assurance. Ain't but one me. <laughs> yeah, that could be a like you, but there's only one you. Mm-hmm. Only one me. Absolutely. That's it. Yes, ma'am. Bridget, oh my God, I've had such a good time on today's episode with yes, you. Thank you so, so much. I know for joining yes. me on the When Women Speak with Shirley K podcast. So, Absolutely. of course, we got to have one last nugget. What do you want to leave with us today, Bridget? Well, you know, one of the things I just want to recall, you know, from the top of the the hour uh, as we begin to talk, make sure that your vision and your voice collide. And that doesn't necessarily have to be loud, but it does need to be harmony. So make sure that your voice and your, your vision has harmony. 
And I'm telling you, if you have harmony with your vision and your voice, it'll take you farther than you ever thought you'd go. Make sure your vision and your voice collide. They are one. They are in Absolutely. harmony. Absolutely. Even if they're not loud. I love when you said that. Even if they're not yes. loud, they need yes. to be in harmony. Yes, absolutely. Well, audience, this has been another episode of When Women Speak with Shirley Kay, produced and managed by Cleveland Davis of Build Your Vision podcast. Yes. Bridget, can you tell us and share how do we reach you? How do people find you? Well, everywhere on all social media platforms, Bridget Moody, uh, Facebook, uh, there's a business page, BridgetMoody.com. Uh, I mean, Bridget Moody Consulting. And then, of course, you can go to my website, find out everything you want to know, products, BridgetMoody.com. It's all there. Uh, online courses, webinars. Uh, the store has uh, books, of course, just recently released a collaboration with six other coaches, uh, Memory, A Moment, A Message from the Coach's Desk. Uh, that is uh, more like a memoir of six of seven women collectively. It will bless your life. Uh, you can get that at the store or you can get it on Amazon. So yeah, follow me, connect with me. I love to uh, tap in with you and uh, help you with your voice, you know, help you to make sure that that voice and your vision are in harmony. That's what I do. And I love it every day. Thank you so much, Bridget and audience. We will hear each other next week. Thank you for joining. Thank you for listening to the When Women Speak podcast on the Live Podcast Network.